0: Welcome to The Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen.
1: Hi, Michael, and happy anniversary.
0: Yes, Karen, happy anniversary to you, too. How many years have we been doing The Public Storyteller?
1: It is 13 years, lucky 13, a baker's dozen of years of doing The Public Storyteller. But who's (laughs) counting? And I got to tell you, Michael, we never run out.
0: And what special storyteller do we have today?
1: Well, you know, every year at this time, we bring in somebody from the station. Today, I am thrilled that we have a story from Christine DiMatte.
2: I'd like to tell you why... A trained scuba diver and instructor told me I should never again put on any scuba gear, even as a costume. When I first moved to Florida years ago from New York, one of the first things that I did was sign up for a scuba diving class. It was actually a gift from my brother. He's an avid diver, and he bought these scuba classes for me. And I thought, OK, how cool. You know, I mean, I'm a pretty good swimmer. How cool to be down there like Jacques Cousteau. All right. And also, I think that this is a sort of New Yorker guilt thing. I'm among the New Yorkers who comes to South Florida to live and feels almost immediately that they have to get on the water, be on top of the water, in the water, on it, under it. Maybe it's a a lot of guilt about not doing the same in New York. Because let's face it, um, the East River is not too inviting for boogie boarding and the Hudson River doesn't look too great for jet skiing. So we get here and we do water things, okay? And the first thing that you do if you want to get your scuba certification is you take a, a written course, a classroom course. And I was the star pupil there. I'm feeling all full of myself. It was a class of only about six people. And then you do your pool dive and you do it in some sort of public pool. And I was doing this, I think, in the public pools in Pompano Beach. Yes, if memory serves. And you pool and there are kids running all over the place and you know doing cannonballs right next to you and you somehow have to learn how to work your regulator and work the buoyancy vest that takes you up and down to the ocean floor and uh, learn how to clear your mask. Very important if you don't want to drown. It was really interesting and I did pretty well there and I'm saying oh wow this is going to be a breeze. On next to the shore dive and this is your final exam. If you do well or survive the shore dive, you get your certification and then you can do whatever you want to do. You can just go dodge sharks or dive for spiny lobster or whatever. And uh, we went out for our shore dive and this was off Pompano Beach and the weather looked okay. It was not too choppy, a little overcast. I wasn't worried. But there, the second that we swam out, it was me, my instructor, and a 12-year-old kid going for his certification. And we swim out, and we go under. I sank down too low. I sank down too low too fast, like a rock, actually. And in doing so, my knee hit a piece of coral, which as we all know is very sharp and jagged, and it left like a three-inch gash in my knee. The water was cold. I didn't feel it. I saw the blood, and I said, okay, just don't freak, just relax. I'm all right. And they swim away from me, which is like one of the cardinal sins, I thought, of scuba diving. You don't leave your dive buddy, you know, to literally sink or swim. And I just see them paddling away, and I'm left there, on the bottom, not able to work my buoyancy vest. Uh, the the regulator on the side the regulator is the thing that you have in your mouth so you can breathe underwater. The secondary one, which is on the side, just totally came disconnected. That was the second thing that went wrong. And this is when I started to panic because I do believe that that is your auxiliary air supply. And then my scuba dive instructor comes back to me, sees that I'm in trouble, finally. And I, I keep signaling to him that I want to go up, up, up. I want to break the surface. And the hand signal for that is you point up. And that's what I kept doing, pointing up to the skies. And he held me by the shoulders and he held me down. And at this point, my mask was flooding. And I've been swimming since I was three years old. I've never, ever had the sensation that I was drowning until now. And I'm trying to clear my mask. And to do that, it's like blowing your nose into the mask. And Lord knows the terrible things that are flying out of my nose as I'm trying to do this. And I can only imagine... And I just keep signaling, I want to go up, I want to go up. And he's holding me by the shoulders, he's holding me down. This is part of the training. You have to train people to deal with an emergency. And I finally get the mask clear. But then something strange started to happen. I started to feel very giddy. Now, in our classroom instruction, this is called nitrogen narcosis, the rapture of the deep. Something about imbalance of nitrogen to oxygen, in, you know, your your blood or something, and you start to feel like you're drunk. And you're having such a good time down there that you begin to drown and don't even know it. And I'm, I'm just starting to giggle. I'm starting to laugh underwater. Um, my eyes are rolling, and I'm starting to giggle nonstop underwater. And naturally, I've got the stupid regulator in my mouth. So the giggles came out like this. And again, my dive instructor sees that I'm in bad shape. And now it's his turn to point up, up, go up, break the surface. And I'm pointing down. No, I'm staying right down here. I like it down here. And I'm still laughing. Boop, 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 boop. So it, it's important to note that nitrogen narcosis really only happens at depths of about 60 or 70 feet underwater. And here I am getting narked at 12 feet. I've been in wading pools that are deeper than this. So I think it was just probably self-induced. I don't know. Maybe I just thought I had it. Anyway, so after we finally do get up, my head clears. We go back to the dive shop, and he sees my knee, and he takes a full bottle of alcohol, and he goes, I'm sorry about this, and he pours it full strength on my knee, and I nearly went through the roof. And he goes, sorry about that, but, you know, this is the only way to treat this and get it not to scar. And sure enough, as bad as that cut was, I never had a scar on that knee. And then he asked me, he says, how do you think you did? I said, I think I did great. And he goes, well, I don't. He goes, actually, I think I was about two minutes away from an emergency situation, Chris. And he goes, here's my advice. He goes, why don't you just take up snorkeling? You could just, like, stay on the surface, look down, see all the fishies. It'll be fun for you.
0: Christine Diamante Karen, I didn't realize how close we were to losing Christine DiMattei.
1: <laughs> I know. It's a scary story, and yet she starts off so fight, Michael, you know, she works at a station that values storytelling and stories. She is absolutely a world-class storyteller. I love how she opens up with, as I've said in the past, what is called an abstract. She does doesn't tell us what the story is all about. It's not a summary, but she gets us in the mood, the mood and the mode. And what she says is she was told never to put on scuba gear, even as a Halloween costume.
0: I like how she also said that it was uh, New York guilt that if you come down to South Florida, you have to take advantage of the water.
1: Yeah. And you know, I know exactly what she's talking about as a former New Yorker. And I think once you're a New Yorker, you're always a New Yorker. So I'm going to say as a New Yorker, who's been here 35 plus years, I still feel that. What am I doing in paradise? And I'm indoors. And let's face it, many of our listeners are New Yorkers or former New Yorkers. That is a great way of connecting immediately with the audience, your audience or a large part of your audience gets you. And I would even venture to say that people who didn't come from a place where it's often cold and gray, even Florida natives can recognize when it's a gorgeous day. What am I doing inside?
0: And it was a a, a nice gesture that her brother gave her this scuba diving lesson gift. I didn't realize how dangerous it is to scuba dive.
1: I loved the way she talked about how she felt good about herself when she took the test. She was the star Pupil, She got the top grade of the six people in the class. I identified so much. The written part of the driver exam the first time around, <laughs> I aced it. If that's all it took to get my driver's license, I would have gotten it the first time around. You know, there are some people who just fall into this stuff naturally. And there are some people who are great at the intellectual part of it and not necessarily so much at the actual activity.
0: And I certainly felt a panic that she felt underwater. And, and I also suppose the reason why the instructor kind of left her alone was because the other student was much younger and probably didn't do as good on the test.
1: Which is pretty funny because, as we know, one thing doesn't have much to do with another at all. She makes the story come alive in so many ways with her rhythm of coming up, 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 with her vivid details pointing up, pointing down the sign language that they were doing was so vivid, with her sound effects, the giggling uh, sound. Of, I mean, she just I, I was there. I was there. And I love also that expression, rapture of the deep, much more romantic than nitrogen narcosis.
0: I didn't know anything about the nitrous narcosis effect underwater. And Christine could have not been in our broadcast if it wasn't for that constructor.
1: I hope from now on she will snorkel as much as she wants. We want to keep Chris safe. We want to hear her beautiful voice on and on over the years. And it really was a delightful story and a great way to celebrate our anniversary.
0: And it shows you the importance of Getting good scuba diving lessons.
1: Or maybe even staying out of the water altogether. Did I say that? I didn't say that. I didn't say
0: that. Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. And thanks to Christine Di DiMatte. Uh, Karen, we'd like more stories from our South Florida listeners. How can they get in touch with you?
1: please send me an email, cneil. that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot I I don't need a summary of your story, just request instructions, and I'll be very happy to get in touch with you and help you along.
0: Further contact information is at our website at WLRN.org. Click Radio and the Public Storyteller. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you, Michael. Take good care.
0: Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.